Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Way back in 2005, two brothers set off on a road trip that would save the world and change television. Laurel and Hardy. No. For 15 seasons and 327 episodes, Supernatural took audiences on a wild ride of family, fate, and faith with a rocking soundtrack and a seriously cool car. But that was then, Bobbo, and this is now. And yes, the show has quote-unquote ended, but we're not quite done with the journey. No, we're not. And that's why we're watching it all over again, or for Rob and me... For the first time, diving deep into every episode of Supernatural with the fine folks who made it. And we're taking you along for the ride. Whether you like it or not. I'm Rob Benedict. I played Chuck Shirley, a.k.a. God. Uh, spoiler! Yeah, it is a bit of a spoiler. But hey, spoilers are fair game here. Ah, fine. And I'm Richard Spade Jr., and I played the Trickster, also known as the Archangel Gabriel. And I did a little bit of Loki work in there. Okay, you know we're running out of time. Okay, well, we'll be talking about the entire series, so whatever we say, accept it. You've been warned. So buckle up and settle in. Because this, my friend, is Supernatural, then and now. Hey everybody, it's Rob Benedict. And I'm Richard Spate. And this is the season one wrap-up. Yeah, season one wrap-up, man. That makes it our 23rd episode. 23rd episode of doing this. We're a season down. We did it, everybody. A season down and only 14 to go. How many? How is this our 23rd episode? Aren't there only 21 episodes in the season? You're asking me questions that I can't answer. Steve, Steve's on mic Let's tonight. welcome our guest for the day, producer Steve Hines. Steve. Steve. Hi. Is this episode 23 or 22 for the podcast? This is 23. There are 22 episodes in the season. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you did it. Crazy. And I watched them all, and I clearly don't remember the details. Like there's, <laughs> I know, well, that's why we have lots of notes so we can remind ourselves what happened. So, so this is the we we watched them all, we soaked it all in, yeah, we dissected it all, we unpacked it, as Robbie likes to say, yeah, and we survived and grew in the process. And now we're gonna now we're gonna break it down again and talk about the highlights. You know what I'm saying, Robbie? The, yeah, the highlights, the highs and the lows. Here you guys are after season one, uh-huh. and you know you guys do a dozen cons or so a year. Do you feel better equipped? to handle the questions that are tossed at you now that you've watched all of season one? Well, here's the problem with that. A lot of the questions are, 
if your character was a muffin, what uh, what flavor would it be? Poppy seed or blueberry? I mean, That's a lot true. of the a lot of the questions are not exactly pointed about the episodes, right? That but is, that is true. That said, that said, what you know, the art I see. Uh-huh. And a lot of the shirts have catchphrases. Yes. So, you know, some of the things that are just around. Yes. I now know what the hell they're talking about. Right. Same. Right. And we, you know, uh, I feel better uh, equipped to answer the uh, the tree questions. The what? You know, what kind of tree would you be? <laughs> Liar. <laughs> uh, no, I definitely. I, I feel better equipped to answer questions, I think. You know, I just, I feel more confident. It's nice to sort of have a, have the, the foundation laid. But again, you know, it's interesting because we've been to so many conventions. It, it all is sort of falling into play. Like, right. it's kind of things we already knew. We just hadn't seen it. You know what I mean? I, I you know, I knew mom died on the ceiling. I just never see, saw it in context, you know? Well, you know, I think there's something I could throw in here is that Rob and I have done a lot of conventions and said a lot of things about the show. And, you know, get your bleeper out, Trey, because a lot of what we're saying was bullshit. We were saying how great the show was. We were just kind of assuming it was a great show because it kept getting renewed. But we really hadn't done our homework. So now we watch and we say, so this is where we're not lying on stage, Steve, to your point. Now when people say, oh, what's your favorite episode or whatever, what did you think of this, that, and the other? We can say with complete candor yeah it's a great show season one was great yeah like, we know now but, and we but are beyond that we can't say a word we're true believers <laughs> you know? if someone's like so what about season two we're like i, I got nothing <laughs> or we're lying <laughs> <laughs> then we go back to lying well kim and jim both shared similar experiences they hadn't seen when they were on the show they weren't watching it no nobody was yeah because you know keep in mind when the show was on it aired and then maybe it would rerun in the summer but you couldn't just go watch it yeah you know, you couldn't just pop on the, you know, the streaming service and go watch all the shows. You had to go buy the DVD. You have to go buy the DVD. Yeah. And I, I'm not ponying up, ponying up DVD money. No, not for, <laughs> not for one guest star, which no, is sir. what we thought we were. You're no Rob Benedict. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Steve gets it. <laughs> <laughs> so after watching the 22 episodes, Richard, what was your biggest takeaway? And I know we've said this a bunch, but this show really holds up. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, what the big takeaway, and I hope if people have, picked up on one thing which i have said at conventions when people ask about the podcast because they do ask because people are really enjoying this which is great but i say rob and i aren't lying like if we say we don't like something we don't like it if we like something we like it we don't try to contradict each other for the sake of the show and we don't try to agree with each other because we're friends with the show right you know so we try to give an honest answer and my honest answer is i think supernatural holds up phenomenally well yeah i think the acting and the writing and the execution cinematically, the shooting, the every facet of storytelling is great. Mm-hmm. And Jared and Jensen were great from the pilot on. They never had to find their stride. Yeah. They arrived striding. Yeah. Yeah, I Rob, agree. you should go back and watch the Felicity episodes you were on in the 2000s and yeah. see if those hold up. Yeah, actually, I, I have <laughs> because uh, Ruth, uh, who will be a friend of the podcast soon, I'm sure, Ruth Kahn, who played Rowena on the show, is my partner now, and she she uh, wanted to go back and watch them. So we watched season one of Felicity, and it absolutely holds up. The only thing that's weird about watching Felicity is it's on Hulu, and it's not in Letterbox. No, I'm saying it's four by three. Yeah. Well, that's the we problem. We shot it on film. But, it's it's it, but you shot it four by three, though. But we shot it in four by three, yeah. Yeah, you shot it four by three. But like the clothes and the... Gadgets no, the, the, I mean the clothes are. It's like supernatural. Like it's that that's that stuff's old school. But the but the show itself. I mean, it was written by you know it's put together by J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves. You know, it's it's a it's a, it's a really well written show. And bummer, those guys didn't go on to yeah, do anything no, else. Don't really hear about those guys much anymore. Uh, um, but you know, but so f- being really nerdy and technical, four by three is one of the things that makes a show look old. 
Like it immediately, four by three. So just to explain to people who might not know, aspect ratio is the size of the picture you see on your TV. In the old days, people our age or, you know, people who are younger than us, your parents, old TV, was a, was a square. And that's how things were shot. They were shot. Anything that wasn't within that square, they didn't expose that film. Right. It just didn't. So and, and TVs were were built as such as well. Yeah, right. And then uh, when widescreen started coming out, then they started shooting things in a di- different ax- aspect ratio. So four by three. So it wasn't a perfect square. It was, you know, four by three. Right. Now it's 16 by nine is largely what the uh, aspect ratio is. And so it's the widescreen. And the widescreen is what, you know, we come to think of as cinematic, as movies. Mm-hmm. As, and so all streaming services and everything went to full, high-resolution, large, expanded, letterbox aspect ratio. Right. It's got The actors need to be in the shot. Right. Just think about grandma. Yeah. Or pan and scan. Do you remember pan and scan? That was oh. the other thing they used to do. What's that? You know what I'm talking about, Steve? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pan and scan was like when they would take a movie and transfer it to VHS. Obviously, they were making it for four by three. So they would just start on one actor and digitally go over to the other actor in the middle of a conversation. Oh, yeah. So they could establish both characters Crazy. in the scene. Yeah. Yeah. And keep wow. it so they could get it 16 by nine. They would right. move it around. Right. Yeah. Um, so to bring it back to, to Supernatural... I agree with you. My biggest takeaway of the first season, it it really, it's fun to watch a show that uh, is dear to our hearts, that's a part of our lives, and uh, two people who become our friends, and to watch sort of their origin story you know, see it all develop from, right. from the beginning. That's That's been super fun. And and the other, you know, like we say, the, the, the big takeaway has been that it's a really good show. It's a good show. It's fun. You know, I feel like in all the retrospectives, people say, well, you know, seasons one, one and two are kind of a write-off because, you know, there's Monster of the Week. Like, I loved it. Oh, that's I loved great. the Monster of the Week thing. And I love that it was, it's very, again, it reminds me of that, those old Pulp Fiction books, Um, sort of, is almost like a comic book. You, you love the superheroes and every episode they're fighting off a new bad guy and uh that was that's been fun to watch so you talk about origin story that leads me to ask you yeah what's your supernatural origin story how did you wind up on the show oh wow okay yeah well my supernatural origin story this is season four which we'll get to i got an audition like we do and uh i went and i didn't know anything i knew it was a show on on the cw formerly wb did you read for chuck shirley read for chuck shirley and i i went in and read for casting director and the director of my episode. That was who was down in LA. Now this is back when we used to go in to read auditions. And the director of my episode, Mike Roll. Right. Who's right. Mike Roll? Dirtiest jobs guy. Yeah. Mike Roll. Oh, 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 Roll, not yeah. Roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Roll. Um anyway, so uh I read for him and and casting and um Was it was Robert you read for? Or? Yeah. And it was a one-off uh it was a one-off character, it was a one episode guest star, really good guest star. You know, it was about this writer, then was uh, became a prophet. And um, yeah, I think I read a couple of scenes and I found out, you know, a couple of days later that I got the part. And again, it was just for one episode. And I the weekend before I had to go up to Vancouver to shoot, my band played uh, three gigs in Mammoth, California. Oh my gosh. They were very long shows at this club and my voice was shot afterwards. I just sang, 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 and my voice was shot. So I showed up to set talking like this, and I was really worried. I thought, what am I going to do? And um, fortunately, the first thing we shot was Chuck uh, has been sort of in his room alone, uh, not talking to anybody, drinking, writing, and he opens the door. He hasn't seen the light of day in a while. And so it worked. 
that I was like, <clears throat> you know, who are you guys? You know, in my, my first day. So that was all the, the first day of the actual script was shot uh, that way. So, uh, so anybody who's thinking, wow, Rob made a strong choice. That choice was made for him. True, true. <laughs> at what voice. point? At what point did you kind of in in your supernatural story meet Bob and Eric and start to feel like a member of the team? Uh, I didn't meet Bob Singer for a little bit, but I met Eric relatively soon. You know, I I did that whole episode, and you know, and it was right when Twitter had just started, and Misha uh, was new to the show as well, and so he was looking at Twitter reviews. Of, of the episode that had just aired. And this was like a new thing. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just looking at like what people thought of the show. And he said, you're going to like, they're going to like you. The fans are going to like you. They're going to like your character. I'm like, really, really? You think? And, uh, you know, I, I, at the, in my, the end of my script said to be continued. And I was like, well, this is kind of exciting. So it does say to be continued. And then later I find out that every script said to be continued. <laughs> I got the same mind. <laughs> When I read my script, like to be continued, daddy's yeah. daddy's on a roll. Yeah, like, no, he's not. Uh, but sure enough, I did the same thing. My my first episode aired. I looked at Twitter; people seemed to like it, and 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 then sure enough, I I came back. So it wasn't really until to answer your question, Steve. It wasn't until the next few episodes uh, that I came back to do. That's when I met. I eventually met Bob, and I met Eric. Eric actually directed me. He didn't direct very much, but I, I got to work with him. Uh, he directed, I think, two of my episodes. So that's how I knew Eric. Uh, how long between your first episode of Supernatural and your next one? Um, same season? Yeah. Same season. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, was right, this... it was right away. It was gotcha. Like, okay. I mean, it was, let's see, Jump Mouser at the end of this book was episode 18. And then, well, my next one was 22. Okay. So yeah, 18 and then 22. Amazing how quickly wow. you can just recall that. And then I did, I was in the first episode of season five. So 22 was the last of season four. And then I, and then. It, wow. Yours were back to back to back. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So at the end of the season, at the end of your third episode, you were like, wow, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big part of this. I'm kind of on this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I did one, four, nine and 22 in the uh, fifth season. That's a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I did. I did feel, you know, by then I really did feel. feel God, I didn't realize you were in the show so much. Yeah. Wow. And then at the end of season five, I was like, it, it was revealed that I was God. And, and so I was like. I'm on. I'm, the, I'm. They're basically gonna make me a regular. And Eric calls me, and he's like, "So, yeah, I suppose you got the news. You're God." And I was like, "I mean, is that? It's true." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And I was like, "That's amazing." And then he was like, "But I don't want the fans to know that right away. So let them have their own, at these conventions. Don't give that up yet." I'm like, "No problem, no problem." And he's like, and "Also, I don't. I just. I'm. T I'm calling you to tell you not to get your hopes up. I don't think you'll be back." And I was like, "Oh." Oh my God, what? And he was like, but we can't bring God back and be like, have him be like a character that walks in the door and like fixes everything. So, it, uh, you know, and also Eric took himself off the show. I feel like Swan Song was the end of season five, the end of Chuck at, at that point, And Eric left, Chuck was Eric. Right. Inserted into the show. And when Eric left the show, I think he kind of took me with him. Little did he know the show would be on for another 10 seasons. And, uh, and eventually the writers, you know, Robbie Thompson would bring me back season 10 because the sort of the show kind of called for it again at that point. But yeah. Yeah. So that's my, that was my beginning to the show. Richard Spade Jr. How about you? My origin story. Well, I got a call from my agent and my agent said, you have an offer. I'm like, I do. I never get offers for anything. They go, yeah, you have an offer to do an episode of a show called Supernatural to play a janitor. And I said, <laughs> great, I'll take it, whatever. And it, I had gotten that, it was going to be in January, so I found out in December. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Did you know what it, who it had come from? No, no idea. So I'm like, that's neat, awesome. And so, to Rob's point, I was thinking, I must know somebody associated with this show. I guess I'll find out when I get there. 
I get on the airplane to fly to Vancouver in January. I'm reading the script. I'm like, oh, I'm not just any janitor. I'm a janitor with special powers. This is really cool. Wait, so you, you accepted the part before you read the script? Dude, I would do that now. It's not like I'm picky. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it paying U.S. legal tender? I'm in. Yeah. Um, like I said, especially at that phase of my life, I think that's the first offer I ever got for even like a friend's short film. Like it was early on. And so I was like, oh, great. And I was reading the script going up there and I'm like, oh, it's interesting. That's, you know, kind of way cooler than just a janitor. I get there. I, I shoot the show. I have a great time. It's super fun. They kind of let me do my thing. But I don't recognize anybody. I don't see anybody who's anybody that I would know. And I'm like, hmm, okay, weird, but all right. And so I finish my episode. I don't die, but I don't really have any expectations to come back. I'm like, oh, you know, cool. There's my one. And then I uh, I go back to L.A. And I'm at the same time I did that show, I was recurring on a different show called Jericho, which was a CBS show at the time. And I go back to Jericho. And somebody says something about something. And I said, yeah, I was just in Vancouver working on a show called Supernatural, which I'd never heard of until I did the show. The person I was talking to was the director of the episode of Jericho we were working on, and it was Guy B. Oh, wow. And I said, I do this. I did the show, Guy, and I I don't know anything about why I got the offer. It's it's super cool. But there's you like, I'm not big enough to be like some great stunt cast. So there has to be some reason why I got this phone call. And Guy goes, well, I have a cast and crew list at home. Do you want me to bring it to set? And you can leave through it. I'm like, yeah, it'd be great. This is, again, hard copy stuff, you know? So this is before you went to Vancouver? No, I'd already shot the episode. This is after you did it. You you, you did. So you went up. You're there for about eight days. Yeah. You shot it. But I didn't see anybody I knew. So I'm like, I don't know anybody here. You know, and that was back when we did table reads. We did a table read around the speakerphone, but it was Eric and and Eric Kripke, the only person on the phone. Hmm. You know, so I'm like, all right. I get the cast and crew list. I'm leaving through, and I see executive producer Bob Singer. Well, Bob Singer, you know, months earlier, had directed me in a World War II pilot that we shot in England. And it didn't get picked up. Well, I guess it wasn't months earlier. It would have been a, a year earlier. But it didn't get picked up. But we had had this epic time for, you know, 14 days of shooting in outside of London, an amazing experience and all hung out all the time. We hung out shooting. We hung out in the bar afterwards because we were in a tiny little town outside of London. So it wasn't like we were all going off all the time. We were all together. And I played an alcoholic medic in that pilot. So nothing funny at all. Whereas this character I've been offered in Supernatural was humor, humor based. And I was like, this has to be from Bob Singer, even though this seems off brand from what I did with the pilot, I has to be Bob Singer. So I, I sent him an email and like, Hey, Bob, uh, I think I owe you a thank you for an episode of TV you hired me for, Supernatural. I, I assume that was you who made the call. And if you, if I'm right, thank you, because it was freaking awesome. And he emailed back a while later. He said, oh, good. I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, would you be interested in doing it again? Because I think we're going to bring you back. I'm like, oh, great. But there's a pretty big gap between my episodes. So I did one in season two, and it was the next season when I came back. I think you didn't come back till season four. No, I did season one, two, and then five. I wasn't in season, season four. Two, three, and then five. Sorry, sorry. Two, three, and then five. Gotcha, gotcha. So I did season two. One and two, one and one and three. Mm-hmm. Okay. And 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 for those, because I have not, I don't know, I've not seen your first episode yet. I can't wait. But when did you, are you at the very beginning when you're the janitor, are you Loki? Meaning, uh, yes. Yes, me, you're me, Loki. I'm already, yes. The audience doesn't know that, but yes, when I'm When do already. we find out that you're Gabriel? Oh, season five. Gotcha. 
season five. So you're Loki in season two, season three. Correct. Not yet revealed as as Gabriel. Correct. So that so that was that. That was my origin story. I I realized it was a Bob Singer. Bob Singer was the reason why I was there, but because I never saw him up there, I didn't. Yeah. It took me a while to figure that out. Wow, That's fantastic. So here, here's an origin story question. What what is the what is the Robin Rich origin story? So that's like, a complicated when did you, when, question. When, when did you guys first meet? And then at what point did it become like, oh, we should do things together? Two different answers to that, right? Two different answers. Because <laughs> Rob and I have known each other tangentially yeah. for decades yeah. because we, we're the same age, same type. Right. So at, at two young men moving to Los Angeles to go out on auditions, we were in the same circle. Right. I used to see Richard a lot of times at, at commercial auditions, and he booked a lot of commercials so I kind of knew him as, as someone that, like, if you came in the room and Richard was there, I was like, God, oh, this guy's going to get it. And Rich kind of knew me. I knew you from, uh, well, you were on Felicity, which is a big deal show. And then you did a pilot for a buddy of mine. And, like, you're, I would just see you in rooms. You're yeah, just we just like know a, each, knew yeah. each other because of just being in the biz, you know. Yeah. And so we, and we'd cross paths a couple of times. We make jokes about it, but like, we'd kind of like cordially cross paths. Like, yeah. oh, I know you, man. Like, yeah. hey, good to see you. Yeah. Always very friendly to each other and, and, and that kind of thing. And it was not until conventions that we actually spent any amount of time yeah it was weird it was like yeah we always kind of knew who each other were and it was the sort of thing rich is always really good about like hey man i know you you know and uh and then but it wasn't really until we we didn't really connect and bond until um specifically we did a convention together in rome i, I got in a day early and spent the whole day together touring rome and really clicked i think that's when we realized like i i would sort of watch his you know i knew you're funny but your energy is funny, but also sentimental. And you, sure, you're, sure. when you're talking to audiences, right. so it's, it, it's its own thing. Yeah. And at that point, I don't think I'd even established how to run my panel. Like I was still finding my vibe, right. if you will. But then when we started walking around Italy and we're like um, making each other crack up, right? yeah. which is a rare, anybody out there who has that friend and probably everybody has that friend where the senses of humor are not in competition with each other. They like they are just like ice dancers. They just move together, and so the jokes complement each other, and the humor is shared. And it was like, oh my god, that's so fun. Yeah, and we were both funny, and both appreciated funny people. Right. Some 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 comic type people are real territorial. And, and how did that evolve not. into kind of like at what point did that evolve to not just like being a participant in a, in a, on a panel or, but like actually hosting cons and like piloting conversations. And- I'll tell you that was, so I, it's sort of a long storied journey to the, how we ended up being sort of the, the main staple of conventions. Just a quick cliff note version is one time we randomly got put on a panel together. Like, is that simple? Like, uh, cause they would randomly go, okay, now, you know, this person, Richard and, person. and Aldous Hodge are doing right. a, a panel together right. or whatever. So ended up being Robin Rich and we don't have, stories from the show together because we didn't do the show together so we were just doing our usual goof around stuff and it was super funny we just were playing off each other and that became an obvious thing that worked really well for us and we knew it so then we would hope we'd get paired together and then they would pair us together occasionally not all the time but sometimes and it came time to where i'd been hosting karaoke in these other parts of the convention and sort of rebuilding what those elements look like in the convention circuit overall with, at this point, Matt Cohen is sort of my right arm. And then Rob had a band and he had this, this whole other thing going on with being in a band and he played a couple of concerts at the conventions. And I'm like, they came to me and they said, we want you to host. It was Vegas a million years ago. We want to host in Vegas. And I said, I'll only host if you let me you know, I'm not hiring, but let me hire the band. Like I want to create like a thing. And then Rob can be my comedy 
partner. And then the band is the band. And then we've elevated this intro walking onto crickets and tumbleweeds while you make that lonely walk across stage to take the mic and answer questions while sitting on a stool. It was like observing surgery. So we took this whole thing and sort of amped it up and they were cool with it. They had a couple of, had a couple of, uh, caveats like they they wanted more of a cover band so we changed the name of the band put them all in costumes and took them from loud and swain rock act to the elastic waistband cover act yeah lounge singers the uh the our slogan was they were they were voted the fourth best act in las vegas three years ago <laughs> yeah and then we would always say like there were actually only three bands participating <laughs> participating but um yeah so that that became this thing and then that that over through the years kind of shifted we we lost the 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 last waistband just made it loud and swain and then uh created this thing on saturday night where the band plays a show with actors guesting a la the last waltz with the band and uh yeah and that's called the saturday night special so it, it's kind of morphed uh in, into that but as soon as you took over as soon as we hosted once that was it like yeah. once i hosted and it was a bigger production number like i wore a suit and you guys yeah. were all in your you know, right. costumery and, right. and it, it sort of had our still finding our sea legs vibe, but the energy and the jokes are all there. And the yeah. band is great too. They're very responsive guys, mm-hmm. Billy Moran, uh, Michael Borja and Stephen Norton. And so we had all these dudes and we all just immediately kind of gelled as a mm-hmm. five man unit. Yeah. And at that point, then it was a, it was a fait accompli. Yeah. You know, then there was like a, a no brainer if that's going to be what we're going to do. And then separately, Rich and I are hanging out. We start creating things together. You know, our, our whole thing was like, if we have to be away from our families. Let's do something creative out of this. So we, right. we created Kings of Con, the series. And that, that was really what sort of solidified us as partners. Which, which is what we started shooting. I mean, we just bought a camera and started shooting yeah. that in real yeah. time before we sold, we sold the pilot based on footage we shot and cut together. And, right. Um, at a convention, yeah, at, con- at more than one convention, we right. were in a couple. So that was that, that's our that's our origin story right there. And when did um, I'm going to call back to something you said earlier, Rich? When uh, like off the cons, you guys could often get the question about what your favorite episode is. And com- kicking it back to the series, now that you've seen all of season one, what was your? And this is a question for both of you. What was your favorite episode in season one? I have to do my Rob invitation and go to my notes. Uh, wait, uh, <laughs> ep- what episode of, of Supernatural or of the podcast? Supernatural. Supernatural. But, but season one. Of season yes, one. just season one. My, gosh, it's really hard to pick a favorite. You, I Do you know? Huh? Do you know off the top of your head? No. What, what's yours? Right? I, I have a hard time with it, too. I have, like, a couple that I could say. because yeah. gosh, yeah, yeah, You can only pick one. You're in a... Yikes. Okay, I'm going I'm to say you're in a hostage situation. All right, I got it. <laughs> dead in the water. I thought uh, Dead in the Water was, I mean, it, yeah. it didn't have the pilot money, right? So it was a normal episode of TV uh-huh. and it's just scary as all daylights. Yeah. Creepy kids and great story mm-hmm. and Amy Acker. Yeah. Dead in the Water. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeez. Phantom Traveler? Which one's that? That's episode four on what the plane. That's the airplane. That's a great yeah. one. Yeah. That's been that, com- that was the other one I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Phantom Traveler was great. Which, by the way, aired right after One Two Punch. Right. Dead yeah. in the Water, Phantom Traveler. And it really established Kim Manners as a director and then Bob Singer as a director. Right. So both right. their voices are really right. strong. Bob is Phantom Traveler's Bob's episode. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Phantom Traveler was, was great too. I'd say honorable mention, Hookman was really fun. Scarecrow. Uh, Faith is really interesting. My favorite is Skins. Skins was my favorite. I thought Skins was the creepiest. Skins. What happens in Skins? That's where like there's the uh, you think Jensen's the murderer, right? Like Jen- oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah and like they good. take off their skin and it's like oh yeah, it's so and gross. you're in the sewer and it's gross. Yeah. And oh yeah, with the rat. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. That was a great one. I also think uh, Shadows. Yeah yeah. 
Because the effects of the shadow. Yeah. It's cool. And then, the, you know, the last, the, the whole, the end part, I really loved, you know, hooking back up with dad. Yeah, but we got to stick with one, and I'm going to make, I'm going to hold you to it. Fa- so it's Phantom, Phantom Trailer for, for me. Phantom Trailer for Robert. Uh, Skins for Steve. And Dead in the Water for Richard. And then Trey will have to tell us his. Yeah. Hey there, this is Richard Spate Jr., and I hope you're enjoying the episode. But we need to pull over for a few seconds for some messages. You can sense it calling out to you. New reality seeks you. Join the journey to save Anomaly. Place where sound is magic. The only way to enter the world is by looking inward. Along the way, you'll learn potions, chants, and enchantments that will help you both in that reality and yours. So, answer the call and let your campaign begin. Featuring the voices of Ruth Connell from Supernatural and Dead Boy Detectives. There are ordeals ahead, yet with guidance, you will face them head on without fear. Todd Stashwick from Star Trek Picard and Twelve Monkeys. When the time arrives, wherever your journey takes you, be there with no attachments. And R&B singer N.C. Gray. There are worlds, realms, dimensions, and realities beyond yours. Anomaly is a role-playing meditation podcast that takes you into a world of magic and fantasy. You'll be invited to imagine yourself in scenarios such as learning to cast a tranquility spell or exploring a land vanquished by a dragon, but all connected by a shared mythology. The goal of guided fantasy role-playing meditations are to help you cultivate a sense of wonder, curiosity, balance and joy in your inner world. Role-playing meditation is a form of escapism and relaxation, as well as a creative outlet for the imagination. The first campaign is an introduction to the world of Anomaly, its lands, magic and secrets. In the eight chapters, you'll stretch your imagination, learn to center yourself, offer forgiveness, find confidence, relieve stress and stop racing thoughts. Your true self will emerge, allowing you to manage your goals and dreams without confusion, distrust or self-doubt. You can find it on Spotify, Apple and wherever you listen to podcasts. Or visit SeekAnomaly.com to learn more. Anomaly spelled with an I-E, not a Y. Seek Anomaly. Here it's magic. Thanks for listening. Now back to the episode. Speaking of Trey. Yeah. What? All right. Well, we actually have another guest who's joining us. This is a person that we give a shout out every episode because he he's the wizard who, who, who edits these together. I could have sworn you said poo. Nope. <laughs> it really sounded like you said that he's the wizard poo. <laughs> I just, I'm just calling it out. Yeah, I call him the wizard poo. <laughs> But you say, what's up, Booty? It's Trey Booty. Trey, Trey, Trey. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Trey. Nice to see you. You too. Yeah, man, it's been a hot minute. Yeah, it has. Trey lives with your voices in his head. Like, (laughs) so sorry. (laughs) Several hours a week. Yep. (laughs) 
Um, well, you're now part of the podcast here because you're, we've officially announced you. So you're, you know, this is now a four man show. Yeah. Hey, my first appearance behind the mic. Yeah, this is Trey. This is Trey Buddy, who does all the heavy lifting for all the things technical for everything we do on the podcast. So round of applause for Trey. He Buddy. fixes he fixes all of our mistakes, and then also uh, it's actually a, it's quite it's more art than science of how he like edits for comedic timing and it's like, amazing. Oh yeah, how it's he amazing. layers in the music and the sound effects. Every when you know a lot of our recording now is done uh, you know with distance, and so we send Trey our MP3s of our voices, and I send it, and I'm like. Ooh, God, I hope he can make sense of this. Right. Put it together. And he does oh. it. And he also, he's he's enhanced both of our hairlines so we no longer need to use toupees. Uh, he That's just right. for, digitally fixes them. Yes. For anybody watching, which nobody is, nobody's watching because it's we, all audio. It's, that's for us. Ah, right. Gotcha. Uh, so, Trey, here's our question to you. You've had to sit through everything, everything, way more than the audience has had to sit through. You, I assume, have you been watching the show? This is a, the question I don't know. Have you been watching the episodes? I have actually. I originally wanted to do it episode by episode with you guys, but then I kind of started binging it. And now I'm on season three. <laughs> okay, great! That's awesome. That means we, uh, we 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 win. Hooked another one there, yeah. Robo. Well, okay. So then erase season two and three from your mind. Yes. Focus only on season one. Okay. You have to now add your voice. I'm not going to tell you what we said. You have to pick your favorite episode in season one. It's. Uh, I think it's. Is it shadows where we see Meg yep. and the like shadow demons and he's there in the sewer kind of hanging by the one arm and, <laughs> yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think that was definitely one of my favorites because that's where we really start. Like we know that Meg is a baddie, obviously. We've seen her do the cutthroat thing with the blood goblet to talk to her overlord or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, here's where you really see her get all the badassery in this episode. Like you're like, oh man, right. this is such a bad like not to be trifled with yeah you know you kind of feel before where she's a little bit of a henchman but here she really see her as like a level one level two boss type of thing like major clearance for the boys like big big deal yeah yeah, yeah. okay now i'm going I love it i'm going off script here Robo. okay oh boy it's not listed on uh producer steve's notes but everybody now has to say their least favorite episode yeah you got this is for real we're not this is not a suck up uh wrap up that's an easy one for me i I got i i mine too i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'm gonna say one two three then you are both gonna say the title you ready one two Two, three three. bender six six. that makes sense (laughs) i get it i could have gone that way so rob said root six 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 yeah and i said benders yeah yeah i didn't mind benders Uh, you you disliked it more than me both, I tell you, both episodes we didn't like had a strong redneck theme. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, boys. Uh, the killer car, which just I didn't buy. Yeah, a little mater, mater on a bad day. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, uh, Steve Hine, to you. I, I would say Route 666 as well. I think, you know, I love a good creepy car, but I think, uh, I think it was just too far-fetched to make it a racist truck. Yeah. Also, let's not forget the scene where the guy is running from the truck and ops to stay on the road and not go in the tree line where the truck absolutely could not have gotten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of obvious places to jump. You could be, it's like he was like in an open field and like just ran in a straight line. And the other thing that Robin I thought was so funny was when she's in the house and she's petrified, I'm like, yeah, that's not that scary. The guy like revving outside your- yeah, he's like, he goes to every side of the house. Yeah, that's what yeah. Yeah. And she's like, brights on. Oh, if only I had a second story. Oh, I do. <laughs> I can just go up there. Um, Trey Booty. Least favorite episode. It's a tie between Route 66. So I'll go with the other one. And I'm going to say Scarecrow 
kind of. It was still good, but the the pacing for me was just like the whole time I was like, yep, uh-huh. Like I just kind of I felt like I was a step ahead of what how the story was unfolding. Uh, I can see that. I liked that. I liked the scarecrow as a monster. I just thought that was he was freaky. It was. And that scene where where Jared, where Dean's on the ladder and he's face to face with him, I thought that was freaked me out. It was a, it was a uh, a good old-fashioned classic monster. You know what I mean? Like in a it cool was, way. yeah. But you're you're referencing like before they have the big showdown where he's going to investigate in the woods. Yeah. When he's on the ladder. That that was kind of one of the moments for me. Cause I was like, well, if it's me and I'm like, hmm, I already have suspicions on the scarecrow. Like, why I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get rid of the scarecrow. Like right. you know, right, 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 right. There. Yeah. No, and also also like the the couple that had the adopted daughter and was like, all right, well, let's just sacrifice her now. Oh, so quick. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so like, <laughs> Bit of a jump. Sure. Yeah, it's like, and and you, so now, Trey, your origin story with this podcast, how did you get involved? How did Steve rope you in? I know Steve from a while ago. We used to, uh, I used to do some podcast work at NBC where he was at. And then he told me about, Story Mill Media and the Supernatural podcast. And when I was in college, Supernatural was a big show amongst my friend group. So I was like, oh, yeah. It was just like a no-brainer for me. I was oh, like, cool. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. He had, I, he had discerning uh, and cool friends. Yeah. I love that we won uh, Trey over. I, I, for some reason, I was expecting to be like, I, I haven't watched the show, but you're like already on season three. Yeah, and, and and I'm surprised it was. I've worked with Steve and like Supernatural. I thought I was going to be. I thought for sure hookers and coke were going to be in that whole like. <laughs> how, how do we get Trey associated with the show? <laughs> Bribery. Well, that's how you guys got involved, right? Duh. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess we're just speaking about ourselves there. <laughs> um. So, uh, what is this? Is a question that maybe. It's a Trey question, a Steve question, or both. But like, we've been doing this for a whole season, the whole yeah, podcast. We right. got our rhythm down. We got our tone. We got our comedy. Trey, you do a great job of making it sing. Season two, what's in store for this podcast in season two? I think there's, thinking about season one, I, I always wanted to kind of bring, like, I like the segments that we surprise people with. And hopefully we can find ways to bring more of that into season two. Like when Rob did his... Um, his bug song, or when we had Kim kind of guest as for a review. Like, I, I like, I like when we, you know, cause we have our standard format. We have, you guys open it up, you do the summary, you intro the guest, you have a guest interview. Right. And then mythology fun facts, we wrap it up. But I always like have, having things that kind of mix it up a little bit and kind of do unexpected things for the audience. So hopefully, hopefully we can find more opportunities for that in, uh, in season two. And then also, you know, we, we just launched the show's, dedicated social handles on Twitter and Instagram. And so we'll be able to kind of do more interaction directly with the fans. And then, you know, we're exploring um, doing some merch based on kind of some of the fun stuff we do in the podcast. Oh, Thank you. you. That's, That's exciting. Waiting oh, to hear the merch, the big M. Lots you know? of people asking about that. Now, Trey, you you may have been connecting to audio when with this happened, but when Rob was introducing you, he, <laughs> he accidentally slipped the tongue. He was trying to say, He's the wizard who does all these technical Puts things. The show together, but he, the show together. he actually said he's the wizard poo. So <laughs> actually didn't, but that's what it sounded like to Richard. So now it's permanently the wizard poo. So I I can't wait to have like your black and white silhouette with the the wizard poo <laughs> underneath. 
Because that's a shirt I'm wearing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think there might also be a What's Up Booty. Oh, there's definitely a What's Up Booty. <laughs> well, I think who, who wouldn't want a Robin Rich gave me two full beards bumper sticker? Yeah, 100%. For mm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> bumper sticker. Because the kids love bumper stickers. <laughs> Throw that on the... To smack on an Uber as it yeah. uh, leaves your driveway. Um, <laughs> Throw that on your Camry. Uh, uh, there's so much great merch, though. So many great, great merch. Yeah. One more thing we're looking at the podcast is also... Um, and some of the people have tweeted at us about this is a membership tier where for a few bucks, getting things like commercial free episodes, early episodes, bonus content, you know, we're exploring kind of what, what we could offer people. That's, that's super cool. And so, what about video uh, clips? Is that, I mean, look at this magic. I'm looking at you I mean, guys. Possibly, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, possibly, you know, we record these things on zoom. I'm looking at rich. I'm wondering what his eyes actually look like. I'm looking at Robbie and thinking that's a dope hair piece. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm close to it. I barely see the netting. But maybe, yeah, maybe some of the Zoom sessions, we could throw those up. I just like watching Trey laugh. It's nice, it's nice to have fresh ears over here. Um, yeah, you get to see us uh, smoking joints as we do the podcast. Um, no, that so that's that's exciting. That's good. That's yeah, man. exciting. That's a lot. I love it. Um, so here's what I want to know. Um, what What is everyone's favorite moments from season one of the podcast? Okay, Rob, say it really dramatically so that Trey can throw a reverb on it and make it whole, like special. So he can do his wizard boo all over it. Okay. <laughs> what were your favorite moments from season one of the podcast? God, I, there's so many times that I have busted up laughing. I don't get that in my day-to-day life. There's something about when we're doing our thing and somebody trips on a word or Steve is, you know, misspelled hat or something ridiculous on the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's one of my... I have it on my list. Yeah. yeah. When, You're... I, when, I mis, when I misspelled dark angel as dark angle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the L word, dark angle, and of course, supernatural. I think it's dark angel, but... Well, this is dark angle. <laughs> and rob read it like like went right through it right through it like it was nothing you might know him from dark angle (laughs) (laughs) the fantastic show dark angle there was the one where steve wrote it i wish i could remember trey you might remember where rob just read what steve wrote but what Steve wrote when Rob said it sounded like innuendo. And he's like, and suddenly Dean got shot in the blah, blah, blah. And it sounded like, you know, I got shot in the tuckus, but it was like, oh man, that sounds. <laughs> what? He's electrocuted in a pursuit. It sounds like, it sounds like pursuit is a euphemism for something. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Should I start over? No. Okay. So Dean is electrocuted in the pursuit. <laughs> why? I don't even know why that's funny. What am I missing? It's like, <laughs> is it pursuit? <laughs> Sounds like something. It's, it's, He's ele- electrocuted. It's just. <laughs> it's so funny. I couldn't stop laughing. Right. I literally thought it was the right. funniest thing. And you couldn't figure out what you were laughing at. The innuendo. Yeah. Because yeah. I kept repeating it to you, and you just heard the logical version. Right. Yeah. Which made me laugh harder. But man, I, that like the good, solid belly laughs are what I love about the podcast. And that's the making of it. I, that's it our was part. something about Dean. Like Dean got. Yeah. It was, it was, I know. I can picture the clip. Yeah. Dean's down in. And I'm pretty sure it's the episode that starts in the middle of them solving a crime. You know, like because then Dean, they think Dean has a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's. He gets electrocuted. 
So they think, oh no, it's you got to go faith, to the hospital. I think. I think that's faith. Yeah. So it's like that. Yeah. Anyway, so it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the part of the, you know, right? Because he gets cured by the faith healer. Yeah. My my great joy is the laughs, which could come from yeah, things we're saying, fun. the improv parts, the t- Steve's horrific uh, spelling uh, when he's <laughs> typing, which which by the way. And then our horrific ability to pronounce names of the oh, of the guest cast. Man. Oh man, we we owe a lot of apologies to people who are on this show. Yeah, uh, we're on Supernatural, and we have to announce their names. We really butcher it. One hundred four with uh, Serge Laducor or during the interview <laughs> oh, was yeah. so. And you're like, I, I've known you for fifteen years. I've never said your last name out yeah. loud. <laughs> It's so, so true. Good. I got nervous all of a sudden. I was like, oh, it's, it's sweats. Oh, he was right on you too, buddy. Yeah. You're like, La Ducour. It's La Ducour. I always really appreciated the uh, the time that we got the very rare interview of The Rat. The Rat was good. You know? <sighs> yeah, The Rat was good. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. No. And he sat down with us and that was really. Yeah. Well, the good, he, the good he, news is he comes back in future episodes. So we'll That's great. Oh, he sure great. Well, we get, we can get him back. Yeah, we got to get him back. He was, uh, I will say this, he got out uh, way over his skis and assuming we'd know who he was the second he that's called true. in. That's true. I'm that's like, true. Uh, yeah, oh, he had man. a little bit of attitude. Yeah, well, I guess that's Ratitude, right. you know? Right, right. Who I can't wait to hear back from, though, Kim Rhodes. That was such a good guest I episode agree. review. Yeah. Especially the, uh, the tattoo rating system. So Amazing eloquent like yes. it was she was a hoot she was hilarious she was great that was on my list too of favorite things this season was kim's uh review and just overall i like the idea that we're bringing in people to help with the review segment i think that's a really clever idea i mean we yeah. did matt and kim yeah but that could be uh, a myriad people so many people yeah. yeah so that's exciting especially if your favorite character doesn't appear until you know season eight or whatever we'll get that person on earlier exactly before we pass the show on to our children <laughs> exactly <laughs> to finish for us Steve, what did you like? You're the boss. What did you like? I actually like the top of my list was uh, uh, was getting to know Phil. Oh yeah, Phil Sagrisha. Mm. Yeah, just because yeah. I, I I didn't know I met Phil like one time like ten or fifteen years ago like in passing, um, but just like he's such an interesting guy and he like I had no idea his contribution to the series was so deep. TV Dad um, was our uh, no joke. Yeah. That's kind of the nickname for him from a lot mm-hmm. of us is like TV Dad because he's like yeah, it's such a cool sc- career, scolding like, and loving at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think getting to know Phil and kind of his style and what his contribution was, I thought was just interesting. I, I can't wait to have him on the show again. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know, so so one of my interviewing him and Bob Singer, yeah, both. I was gonna say like one of my sentimental like non laughing favorite yeah. moments was when we brought Bob Singer and Sayers together. Yeah. And then Bob mm. Singer and Jerry Wanick together. Yes. Like totally. for there was a brief moment in both those interviews where it wasn't about us. Right. Those guys haven't, you know, COVID pulled that show apart. People didn't get to see each other to say goodbye, to have a rap party, to even celebrate filming the last episode. Yeah, it was a weird end to it, that long journey. Yeah, I don't think those gentlemen have seen each other. I know Bob and Sarah shot the last episode, but Jerry, they probably saw on Zoom during that period or yeah. distantly. So they all haven't had a a you know a toast to the 15 year effort that was victorious that all of them sort of were key components of. And I yeah. think that having them have that moment on zoom was really uh, touching for lack of a better yep. word. I thought it was really neat. Yeah. And, and, and since we all had the benefit of seeing the video, like it's one thing in the voice, but the way they were like, so thrilled to actually see each other, even yeah. on a square on a computer screen, it was really yeah. neat. What about you guys? What were some of your um... other favorite moments? Yeah. The podcast. Um, well, uh, I, you know, talking about bugs, 
Um, the Bug Song. I feel like the Bug Song didn't get enough play. I feel like we could. Go I back. think people really liked the Bug Song. Yeah, you know, it was fun. I thought we could actually put it in right now. It's like just revisit. Okay, the bug Trey, song. drop in the Bug Song. Bugs. Reputation precedes you, Bugs. Your disbelievability needs you. Take my hand, let's go for a ride. Bugs. Get into my head, literally bugs. Make me feel quite sickly bugs. What universe are you living in, bugs? Creepy crawly on my skin, bugs. That's a good song, dude. That's yeah. nicely done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and talking about Bugs because Bugs is like, that's the episode that everyone talks about is like the worst episode. And like, we took it on and we were like, this isn't so bad. May I point out that nobody out of the four of yeah, us named no Bugs as their least favorite episode. True. Mm. True. Uh, that's the one <laughs> yeah. that's lambasted is like a real turn. Yeah. Yeah. And having Tyler Johnson on was fun. And uh, yeah. I just thought, just th- thought that episode was sort of fun to tackle. We even coming up to it in our production meetings, we're like, well, then we're going to have to do bugs at some point, you know, because you even, Steve was like, let's do something special. Like Robbie should write a little jingle about it, you know. You know, what? one of my favorite uh, things was interviewing Brad Creaser. Yeah, that was great. And not just because Brad's a good friend of ours, because he is, but I thought he was a great interview. I thought his, I thought the way he talked about being sort of the third actor of the show, like being the A camera operator, who's yeah. the first guy to first face you see when he pulls his face away from the eyepiece. You're and, the closest to yeah. the, to the actors themselves, and and just his, his emotional commitment to the show that is parallel to his artistic commitment. It was really, it was interesting and heartfelt to hear him talk about how he arrived and how he kind of got into that world. Because Rob and I know coming in as guest stars. First guy to say hi, right? Like he's totally. lovely. That's why we're such good friends with him. He's you yeah. do develop this really, you 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 do your take, and as most of the directors are back in Video Village, which is uh, what we call the area where uh, you'll have the DP and the director and the script supervisor watching what the camera's shooting on these on video monitors. And th- that's usually in another room. So what's happening on set is just you and the crew, the right. actor and the crew. I'm speaking personally from my point of view. And uh, so you do this big take and they and the, you heal him from the other room, go cut. And, and you know, like Rich said, the first face you see is is Brad, the first camera operator. And he kind of sticks his face out. And you're, you kind of give him a thumbs up, like with a question mark, you know? And he's like, oh, absolutely. I, was, I loved it, you know? And, or he gives you the so-so. Or he gives you the so-so. <laughs> Or he'll say, we need another. Yeah. <laughs> you could do better. Um, you know, so I, I enjoyed that interview a tremendous amount. Because yeah. I, as well as I know him and as much as I've hung out with him, I've never just shut up and listened to his story. Yeah. And that was a cool, yeah, cool interview. Yeah. I had, um, I had the episode with, um, with Ivan Hayden on my list because I thought it was like. That's checked right here. Yeah. You know, he is, uh, it, it was very much like visual effects 101. And it was funny when we were doing, like, there's a lot of content that hopefully we'll be able to put out as bonus content. Like that we cut out because it was just so far down the rabbit hole of like visual yeah, effects. Right. <laughs> I felt like I had taken a class. Well, it felt yeah. like that app, the master class yeah, app yeah. with Ivan Hayden. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he went into like incredible amount of detail. They were like, Trey and I were like, we gotta pull this out because people are gonna be like Also the episode <laughs> I, I think we ha- I have to call out the episode that was for for several reasons for me personally was was uh, one of my favorite things was interviewing the gentlemen themselves, uh Jensen and and Jared in episodes one and two because it was so tricky to get them together in the same room live 
these days. I mean, the guys are, they're on new shows, they're producing new shows, they're, they're very busy guys. And so just to make that happen from a behind the scenes point of view was, was a, a feat in and of itself. And also just to sit down with the guys who are friends of Rich and mine um, and go, you know, what's your origin story? And kind of hear this from, from, from it's, their It's mouths. fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating. Because I met them, they were famous. Yeah. So it was interesting to yeah. hear their before they were famous story. Yeah. And, and still hear them tell it with a level of, of passion and, and interest. You know what I mean? They're not like so over it that they don't want to talk about it. Right. They still tell it because it means a lot to them in, in the same way you might tell right. how you met your spouse, you know, or something like that. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a big story in their lives. So that was, I, th- that I know was you guys story. joke about this all the time, but I was just baffled at how tall they both are. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you know, everybody knows that Jared's tall, but Jensen's tall too. Like, yeah. Well, that yeah. you are literally one one of the I would say the first conversation I ever had with them shooting my first episode. I don't really talk much as a guest star. I kind of do my job and go sit in my chair and wait to be beckoned forward. But at one point, after a week, after blocking a scene, and they had to stand me on a half apple box to be in the frame. Same. And I was like, I'm five eight. I'm not a tall guy, but I've never had a problem working in Hollywood because the other guys would be five ten. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like it's never, it's never been the short guy. Hell, everybody in Band of Brothers is five eight. Like yeah. we're like five, we we're right. like from five six to five nine right. until you're Michael Cutlets or Damien. Right. And then suddenly I'm there, and these dudes are just flipping massive. They're so tall, and they're t- they're they're tall in sock feet, but then you put on their Sam and boots. Dean Winchester boots. Yeah. And they're like six four becomes six yeah. five and a half, and six one becomes six two and a half. And you're like, and at one point I just making small talk with Jensen. I'm like, nothing for nothing, but you mofos are tall. You know, <laughs> I said, I mean, I'm you know not my first rodeo, and this is, you know, you're big. Yeah. And and we had like, that, awkward, that, that awkward picture we took where I was oh my like, God, that has to be released. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> oh, but, yeah. But you got. But, but I'm going to circle back to that. But one thing I want to say about this is Jensen was talking about. It, he's like, yeah, this is before social media was a thing. Okay, so when I, I did season two. It may have existed, but it was barely used. Right. So people were still getting, they were still making Supernatural magazine. They were still, things were in print. Right. And he would say, Jensen was like, yeah, tell me about it, man. It's brutal. I'm 6'2", and in magazines, they call me the short one. (laughs) And he goes, so everybody (laughs) thinks in their mind that Jared is 5'10". Your brain just fills in a 5'10 guy. Yeah. And then, so people expect me to be 5'8". Yeah. And he's not. He's like you say, he's yeah. genuinely tall. It's trippy. Yeah. There's a picture yeah. uh that they sell at the conventions and it's it's from an episode I did called The Real Ghost Ghostbusters season season five. And in that picture, Jared is leaning down to my character and telling me something. And you could tell he's leaning way over at his waist. So he's <laughs> he's almost at a 90 degree angle. And in that picture, I'm standing on an apple box. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious um so okay so i've got here this is the picture we have to release someday and it's the notorious yeah. picture it's jensen and jared we just interviewed them six so, four jared uh-huh. and six two jensen right and me five seven rob that's right and so someone gave gonna, you an inch someone's gonna take our picture and for some reason trey and steve steve goes for it thinks that we're leaning down and putting our hands on our knees and so the picture is all of us standing straight up and the two of you got a And Trey, you got a half lane and Steve leans all the way down as if to say, hit the button quickly because I'm going to vomit. 
<laughs> like you were leaned over. And and it makes no sense because Steve, how tall are you? I'm five nine. Okay, yeah. And Trey? I'm six feet. Yeah, and boy, so you, you are in, in, in the stair step, you're still towards the bottom, guys. Yeah. yeah and yeah. like it's unbelievable. So and Jared and Jensen, who by the way, take photos nonstop all day long, are like, whatever, they're doing the lean down bit and just yeah. put their hands on your back. <laughs> Same. Uh, me too, because I was like, all right, they they want to lean down. That's fine. And I was like, but at no point, who took the photo? I don't know who took the photo. Nobody yeah. thought to One say, hey guys. Stand up. No. You don't need to do that. Because again, you take we take hundreds and hundreds of photos of people and they do all random things. Did you did you think that Steve was about to pass out? Like he was having a moment? No, I just thought I was I don't know. In the corner of my mind, I was like, what are they doing? Okay, I'll just go with it. So what was going through my head, so say if it was just us taking the photo and we had huddled together and like you were standing behind me, I'd squat down to like create some clearance for you guys to everybody to be in the picture. Like I thought it was gonna be like a tight picture steve <laughs> there was nobody behind it literally like it's, it's somebody to your right it's sort of your left and nobody you know. behind you and, and just and, a, and just the fact that like i could have stood on my tippy toes you could have still seen jared yeah, I, was, I was gonna say like who are you gonna squ- <laughs> who, who are you trying to give room jared like his nipples can see over you like <laughs> his belly button, I mean. <laughs> oh my god that's it's that is that's on a t-shirt that that's also our, that's oh a, man we have to get that picture sticker. that should be like the auto, the the photo when there's a finally a podcast official podcast photo right after the fact that I'm not in it that's gold well I think subscribe to the podcast just so you could see that picture <laughs> yeah. when we finally have a, a pay site when we have a pay site yeah, yeah. it's worth it um, okay well I mean this has the been only, great the other, the other thing we're gonna do is for, fun facts for fun facts yeah we're gonna do fun facts about each other right we have fun facts that uh, hopefully are fun. Trey, let me say, as we wrap up season one, thank you for everything you're doing, buddy. It, the podcast plays great. It's funny. It moves quickly. Yes. You do such a great job. Thank yes. you for everything you're All doing. because of you. <laughs> thank you, guys. It's easy when the talent is so funny. Man, <laughs> I can't say you that so much. much. You're a good Take liar. Easy, guys. Woo! <laughs> okay. Huh? Uh, Trey's great. Uh, how much do we love him? Love him. He's so good at what he does, man. So, yeah. And so fun about it. And um, I'm not just saying that because he's going to be listening to this later and editing. <laughs> be better like, wow, that's Trey. What a, what a sack. <laughs> <laughs> not at great. all. Not at all. Okay, so. Um, Fun facts. Okay. But now see, I, if I hand Rob I this know. and he'll see all of them. I, know. I think we should read our own. I do too. Because otherwise he's just going to see them all and there's no surprise. Um, so we're doing fun facts about Rich and Rob that the other one doesn't know. Doesn't know. Okay, Rob, fun fact number one. Hit me. I split my finger open with a railway tie when I was a kid. Ouch. Yeah. There's a rail. We were playing. The, this is such a thing you do in m- mid-Missouri. Uh, playing with a railroad tie and just like whack. Railroad tie. Like the actual. Like the nail. The actual nail. The nail that ties down. The, gotcha. The, yeah. Ties For some reason down. I was picturing that big hunk of wood. The no, ra- no. The, the railroad tie is like the, the nail that you. Oh, yeah. Those are substantial. I found one of those. And for some reason, I don't know. I was just like banging it around. I mean, Did you, you have like to. Eight um, years old. Did you have to get stitches done? Uh, yeah, and a uh, tetanus shot. Wow. Yeah, because they're all rusty. All right, Rich Spade. <sighs> I've had seven teeth pulled. Wow. Yeah. This is Jared Padalecki stopping in to say hi and let you know that we've got to take a quick break. Hey, guys, it's Rob. So check this out. I'm very pleased to announce that we have a new super sponsor. That's right, Marvel Strike Force. So Marvel, the one and only Marvel, has a mobile game 
and it's a comic book fan's dream. Marvel Strike Force is it's a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. So, okay, so your goal is to power up your favorite characters and you complete missions and then you unlock fun stuff like gear and other resources and then you beat other players in a PvP, player versus player mode, such as Alliance War or Real-Time Arena. So as we, as I record this, they're enjoying their six-year anniversary. So you know what that means, free stuff. Free stuff, just for signing up via the unique link in the description. So the anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses, and if you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. So make sure you log in every day, each week, you take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We've received a unique promo code for every new user, so please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. That's M-A-X-P-O-O-L. All right. Thanks once again to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thanks for listening. Now, back to the episode. Back in the day, now that like my kids have had braces yeah. and they don't pull teeth anymore, they put spacers in to allow your teeth to grow in. Well, Chief, you're a year older than me, but they, I had braces. I had braces. I'm saying like I didn't have spacers. When Steve and Fletcher were, my son started getting prepared to, for braces, the doctor was like, well, they have teeth coming in and they don't have room for, so we put spacers in the teeth so that all teeth can grow in properly. They don't remove teeth anymore to make room for teeth. Right, yeah, I didn't know they did that before. Oh, they did. And they, like, they they removed, I had seven teeth pulled. Don't worry about Miss Spade, we'll just pull them. Well, it may explain why I'm so inbred looking. You know, is you're that, always saying. Is that why you, you look like the kid from Stranger Things? Exactly. Or the uh, banjo player in Deliverance. <laughs> which, which, were they back teeth that were pulled? Yeah, I mean, there's the wisdom ones, which uh, so you you know count those. Those count, right? So I think there's four of them. Yeah, I so didn't get mine out. Three permanent. You never had your wisdom teeth pulled? Uh, I got all my teeth. Damn, you got a big head. You got room I for that all the shit in there. Yeah. You ever have your wisdom teeth pulled, Steve? Yeah, I had four, my four wisdom teeth pulled. Yeah, so I had my four wisdom teeth pulled, and then I had three other, three other permanent teeth pulled to make room for wow. My so own. You, you only got what thirteen teeth? Not a crap. I got a. That's why I can't eat corn on the cob or apples. Really? No, not well. Wow. Um. Okay. Number two. Yeah. I was in the last episode of Mad About You. I played a pizza delivery guy and I was cut out. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were yeah. you mad about that? <laughs> I was. <laughs> it's a mad about joke. Uh, yeah, it was a big deal because at the time when you got the job, you're like, oh, my God, it's just like TV posterity. And season finale. Like, that's going to be a yeah, big yeah. deal. Uh, for those of you who may not know, so Mad About You was a very big sitcom in the 90s. Helen Hunt and yeah. Paul Reiser. That's right. Right. Uh, who's now kids might know from uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, I was in the last episode and I was cut out.
All right. I uh, I feel your pain. That sucks. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, that's crappy. I, for, I forgot myself because I put it out of my memory. It was... yeah. God bless therapy, right? Yeah. Um, I broke my nose playing baseball. Wow. When I was 11. How? Uh, I, I uh, missed a pop fly. We were out. Ooh. It was during warm-ups, and I lost it in the sun. Yeah. And the kid behind me goes, I got it. So I dropped my arm. Yeah. Bam. Baseball in the nose. And this is not a soft baseball no. Like they use sometimes for younger no, no, no. leagues now. Nashville, where they pull teeth and made ba- good old fashioned. You pull your teeth and... and make you go hit the face. So I got, I broke my nose. I walked over to like I'm bleeding. There was a, my parents knew a doctor who lived down the street. I drove down there. He looked at me. I was like, "Yeah, you broke it, but there's nothing we can really do." I went back to the game and hit the game winning double. Look at that it's with ex- my broken nose. That, make that's a, a movie. That's of a that. real man. Yeah, that's a real. That man. was my uh, that was my my great athletic story. <sighs> I have heard that story before. Damn, I did already know that. So I'm winning two to one. Shoot. <laughs> he t- texted me earlier today and he's like, there's not much about me you don't know. And I was like, well, that's true, actually. Yeah, but. I know. Okay, this is something about me that you don't know, Rich. All right. What I had for breakfast today. Uh, I'm going to go with kefir and granola. Hmm, that's a great guess. However, uh, it was banana. And oatmeal. And peanut butter. Oh, peanut mm. butter on the banana. I have that for breakfast often. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like peanut actually, butter. Actually, almond butter, but yeah. I, okay, okay. Well, I, you know, I, I, I stand behind my key for gas. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. Um, all right. I have a mild fear of dogs. Really? Yeah. Why? Were you attacked by one as a kid? I, you know, attacked is a big word. I, I, I got bitten as mm-hmm. a kid. Oh, well, that's a lot. And that was it for me. Wow. So, like, it, it, you've been around me and dogs, and there's no love lost between me. I'm like, true. I'm like, eh. Yeah, you're not, you're not someone I'd go, he's a pet owner. And yet, you've got two of the best pets yeah. that a friend of mine has yeah well i i mean i love i love my dog uh-huh. and i love my cat mm-hmm. but it took us years to get a dog you know we just yeah we, we haven't had luna that long luna and turtle yeah luna and turtle turtle the cat and uh, luna the dog great dog great cat yeah so i i have but I, i've gotten better like owning a dog has helped me a lot of, right. of sort of getting over that but like if somebody has a german shepherd or a rottweiler or pitbull not interested like no i don't right. i don't care how cuddly you say they are or how good with kids you say they are F you, Even I'm with, walking. With my dog, Lily, when she was alive and you came over, you were a little bit like, hey, pooch. Cool, I would get, I just was always like, to me, I, I knew early on that dogs can sense right. discomfort. They smell fear. Right. And so all my life, it was a running joke with all my college buddies. When We would walk down the street and a dog would see me and start barking because I have a chemical reaction when I see a dog. I'm wow. like, not a small dog, but like yeah. a bigger dog. Right. And I'm like, mm. Right. And they know that. And they immediately go like, well, why are you so skittish? Arf. Right. You know, and yeah, the vet says that's what killed Lily was the lack, <laughs> lack of love. So guys, yeah, lack of love from people she rarely saw. Exactly. All right. Uh, fun fact number four. Well, we, so that was, are we now, we've given away three fun facts, right? Yeah. Okay. Number four, I was a Pinewood Derby winner. Son of a bitch. Boy I never scouts. won. I never won. Yeah. I, I had a hell of a car. But I had a great time making a Pinewood Derby with my dad. That was a great yeah, father-son same, activity. Same. That was, it was when my dad was still around and uh, he worked in a shoe company that made made shoe braces. Right. So he had all these like tools in the back. So we, we went back there and we, we made it. And uh, this is, if you don't know, this is when you're in Boy Scouts, uh, this is something you do, the, the Pinewood Derby races and you make your own car. They give everybody a block of wood and wheels and some graphite and yeah. anyway and you make- and you couldn't go over weight or yeah. length you had, right. you had certain dimensions you had to right. adhere to right and you make your yeah. car and then you you put it at the top of a ramp and you erase it with another kid's car i too I, was a pinewood derby winner is that right yeah and we actually we took my father and i took great pride in like you know the dimensions of the car they give you like the wheels have to be like right. a certain 
Yeah. A certain space and like the car has to be a certain length. Yeah. And then a certain weight. We did like we would shave the car down to be as like the body of the car to be as thin as a pen and then hollow out the inside and fill it with lead. Yeah. And so the the car, the body of the car itself was the size of like a Sharpie. And it had like the, it would have the oh. wheels. It was full of lead. And so it was like so aerodynamic. It would sh- shoot <laughs> down like a bullet. Yeah. Wow. It weighted like a. Yeah. And then he would. And then my dad like had. He would like spray paint it again and again and again. And we like jet black. I still still have the car somewhere. Yeah. That was the fun and, part. Um, so you could actually paint it and stuff. And yeah. so it'd, it'd be like. He put like 10 coats of paint on it. So it was like almost looked like plastic. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember. I wish I still had my car because that was one of the few things I would have liked to have kept. We did like racing stripes on it the whole night. Yeah, great. same. Yeah, didn't win. Had a great time. Yeah. What's your fourth fact? Uh, my fourth fact is, uh, ironically, not unlike your fact, is that I also got cast to play a pizza guy in a sitcom. Not a well-known sitcom. It was called Meet the Torkelsons. <laughs> I got hired to play a pizza delivery guy. At the time, I had long mutton chop sideburns. I got the job, but I had auditioned for it, and I didn't hear for a week. So I had shaved my sideburns. And so I said, this is so exciting. I can't wait to do it. And the agent was like, yeah, they thought you were hilarious and loved the sideburns. And I said, oh, well, I trimmed the sideburns. And he goes, oh, hold on. And he hung up on me, made a phone call, called me back, and said, you're fired. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's the worst. I got fired before I ever set foot on set because what they really wanted was was, a guy with sideburns. Yeah. And I'm like, you couldn't just slap a pair of sideburns on me? That's what makeup's for. Yeah, whatever. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, well, you know, you saw what happened to the Torkelsons well, down I, the toilet. I think your pizza delivery guy and my mad about you guys should have it, their, his own show. Doesn't Misha, like, have his way with a pizza delivery guy in the show? In Something happens yeah. with that, yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot of pizza delivery guy jokes based yeah. on this uh, yeah. whole thing. Um, okay, last fact. I was voted most likely to be mistaken for a freshman when I graduated from high school. That's genius. Yeah. That's really... <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And did you always say, Because you had like a baby face? Did you have a baby face in high school? Dude, I was very, very small. If Rob shaved, if he went in another room and shaved his beard and came back on camera, you'd go, hey, buddy, is your dad going to come back in? Like, he's a very young. I have, a, I have a young face without the beard. Also, I was very short. I was very, very short. I, I, I guess a slow growth. And uh, yeah, I was just very, very young looking. And actually, it was, it was, it, the fact is for anybody from my hometown of Columbia, Missouri that's listening, it was, my high school was sophomore, junior, senior. We, we didn't have freshmen. Oh. It was three years in the high school. That's so, even funnier. So it was most likely to be mistaken for a sophomore. Oh, so I thought it was even funnier than like a, fresh, <laughs> right, right, a right. visiting freshman. Right, right, right. Um, my fifth fact I have never, ever dealt street drugs. Never. Nope. Come on. No. Never dealt pot. Never sold cocaine. Wow. Sheets of acid. Wow. Never had a side gig uh, selling uh, illicit narcotics. But but illegal pharmaceuticals. No, I didn't even get into the pain pills until recently. <laughs> until recently, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, but uh, but kidneys oh, sell since. like hotcakes. In fact, my business is called Hotcakes with a Z. <laughs> and and sell kidneys. Knows that hotcakes means used kidneys. I saw dope sick and immediately started selling uh, <laughs> narcotics. Well, I can opioids. Say, I can say honestly, I never have either. I bought them. You sure and- have. <laughs> Um, there and there, ladies and, there and gentlemen, are, are our personal fun facts. Personal fun facts. Uh, the, the the hardcore supernatural fans like 
get to the supernatural. Yeah. Well, keep a list now because next year we'll have to do more Robin Rich fun facts. Yeah. So now I'm going to have to have more than yeah. 12 hours notice yeah, <laughs> and really think was, about stuff. Well, you, you just made a meal for what's the Twitter handle? RDJ Fan Zone. Oh, 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 oh yeah. RSJR Fan World. Yeah. Or, yeah. Fan World. or hashtag yeah. Jealous Rob. Yeah. The Richard Fan Club. <laughs> yeah. The Richard fan club. Yeah, uh, they have like a whole like week's worth of content now. Uh, daily. Yeah, man. <laughs> God bless Rain. The woman, woman does great work. With very little, by the way, for a man who's, you know. Yeah. I, I feel like there's nothing out there about me. She well, finds it. Yeah, she can prove you wrong. And hey, uh, for my person out there. Suited to be. I mean, whoever's out there who hasn't picked up the mantle yet to Rob, to Rob World, Bobby World. Bobby he, Bobo he, world. He or she is out there, Rob. There's like in middle school right now. They're in middle yeah, school. They'll exactly. discover me. Yeah. Uh, Someday. I might be dead and gone. But your Twitter person will come. The posthumous website for Rob. It'll Edward. be more of an oma, in memoriam. <laughs> uh, anyway, this was fun, Steve. Thanks for uh, having this idea to have a, a retrospective episode. And of- thank all of you listeners for being with us for all 23 episodes. Absolutely. For- season one has been just a delight, and we're just plowing into season two. Obviously, this is just the beginning. We got so much more to do. We can't wait. No, we're, we're fired up. Now we're in the zone. Now we're in the groove, and there's more coming, more guests, more fun. Merch. You heard Steve talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, so thanks, and thank you guys, the two of you, for loving it so much. Because I think, you know, I, I listen to a lot of the other rewatch podcasts. And oftentimes, you know, you can kind of smell that the hosts aren't really that into it. But you guys mm-hmm. have so much fun with it. And I think it really comes across that you love the fans. Well, yeah. thank you. I appreciate that. We do love the fans. And thank you, Steve, for letting us do what we do. Yeah. Like, we get to sort of come here and be fun and goofy yeah. and honest. Well, we're, we're, we're really glad Misha said no so that you came yeah, to us. Go. Yeah, Seconds. exactly. That's, no, it would have been, been a completely different podcast, which, you know. It would have, it would have been just way tamer with a load more viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, but, I, but yes. I also Listeners. think, I also think I, like, Rich was talking about how, like, we bust, you guys bust the gut so often whenever we record. And it's so, so many times, like, we cut around it just because, like, it'll be, like, five minutes of laughing. <laughs> right. And it's like, I actually look forward to it because it's the one time of the week that, like, I laugh so hard that I cry. I agree. Same. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, here we are reviewing a very scary show uh, that's 15 years old. And yet I find myself, I get a barrel of laugh an episode, which is very healthy and awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, the show is close to our hearts, as we said, and uh, uh, we do love the fans and the fandom, so uh, we're happy to be doing it. So stay tuned. All right, let's do our credits. This episode of Supernatural Then and Now was hosted and executive produced by Richard Spade Jr. and Rob Benedict. Produced by Stephen Hine. Edited and associate produced by Trey Booty. What's up, Booty? Music provided by Tim Wynn. This episode... This very special episode was recorded with the help of Sonic Fuel Studios and Fartoon Studios. This podcast is from Story Mill Media. Great. Awesome that was super fellas. fun. Okay. The Wizard Boo. <laughs> I peed a plate of pizza delivery guy. You peed a plate of what now? I peed a peed a paid to pay to pay to pay but what in God's name were you two, so, uh, Trey and so, <laughs> Steve, thinking? Uh, we will pause and uh, and we're going to put it in because I it's not a, a person who directed again. Robbie never forgets a director. He's one of those guys where <laughs> if you work with Robbie, you direct Robbie, and you have that sort of magic chemistry uh, that uh, gets captured on film. Robbie's going to know your name. And this is just Robbie going through his Rolodex of director names in his brain. He's not looking at a phone. So anybody no, no, thinks no, no, that he's looking at thinking... IMDb, that's not true. He's just scrolling through yeah. his... 
vast, hey. vast oh, memory. Wait, okay. No, you know, I now, now I remember. Now I remember who it was. It was Trey, Trey, Trey. <laughs> Trey, Trey, Trey. It's Trey Booty. The Wizard Poo. It's Trey Booty. The Wizard Poo. And my next episode, I think, was... Uh, what was my next episode? Going through his... He's not looking at a phone. No, Anybody no, who says thinking, he's looking at a phone is lying. How does one find out wh- what episodes one has been in? Oh, you just keep <laughs> going through that brain of yours. There's not a Wizard Poo t-shirt by the time we finally <laughs> release merch. I quit. <laughs> Storybell Media. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.